Hello and thank you for joining us for today's uh, devotional. Uh, just a short time that we spend in the Word, a short time that we spend just hearing what the Lord has to say to us through His Word today and uh, just studying this and looking at this together. Uh, we've been spending time looking at Jesus and looking at who uh, the, the, the example that Jesus set to us, because we're supposed to follow his example. We're supposed to be Christ-like. Uh, and we might have heard this in many, often, many times when people think about being Christ-like. They, they just think about his love walk. And that's certainly part of it. But we've been looking at different areas of who Jesus is and uh, wanting to be more like him, wanting to follow his example. I believe that the more Christ-like, the more like him we become, the more we will walk in far greater things of God and much closer to God. He's the standard. He's the example. And so we've seen his humility. We've seen uh, how he, he, he set aside things about himself so he could be dependent upon the Father. We've seen the Holy Spirit in the life of Jesus, and we've talked a bit about that. And today I want to look at another area that was on my heart this morning. And uh, I believe this is so important. This is a, an important thing that we need to really understand and get a hold of today. So if you're just joining us and I see some of the comments, good morning and good to see you. And if you're only watching this later and, and as a recording, that's fine. Uh, you can still enjoy these. Now, I, wa I want to talk a bit today about seeing who God really is through Jesus. Uh, we could say seeing the Father. Uh, Jesus was the image of the Father. Jesus came to reveal the Father. He came to show us who God really is. And part of, part of why he did that and part of why he needed to do that is because there was so much misunderstanding in his day uh, about God and who God is and different ideas and, and different voices saying who God is. So Jesus came to really reveal and bring us an understanding of the Father. And, it, it, you know, that's so similar to even our day. There's different, there's so many people say so many different things about who God is, what God does, what God won't do. God is represented in so many different ways that sometimes it's confusing. Sometimes you wonder where is and who is God in all of this? You listen to sometimes even different Christian groups and you almost get a very different impression about who God is. And I think sometimes we have not really seen the Father in Jesus, like Jesus came to reveal him. We, we get our favorite parts and our favorite things in scripture, and sometimes we hold to those. But what we really need is to see the Father in Jesus. God sent Jesus for a reason. And one of those reasons, Jesus came, yes, Jesus came to redeem man. Jesus came to set us free from the works of the enemy and to save us from our sins. But Jesus also came to reveal the Father. It's one of his primary missions. It's not just a side mission. The, you'll find this is a big part. In fact, this is one of the things that the religious system in Jesus' day got offended and angry at because he represented God differently to how they were representing him. And it upset them. And, and you see, we need to be careful today that we're representing the true father nature of God. We're representing God for who he really is. So we need to see him in Jesus. And if we are representing him differently, 
to how Jesus represented him, then we need to get back to the foundation. We need to look back. Sometimes you need to shut out all the different voices. You need to shut out all the different things. It gets confusing and people are saying so many different things. Sometimes you need to shut that out and just get back into the word and see what the word is revealing to us and, and, and really get get look at jesus the bible keeps telling us look to jesus look at jesus seeing jesus he is the standard and the example so let's look at him well i believe it was important to jesus that people saw who god really is and i say god but really he, jesus wanted people to see the father the nature of the father yeah we can get so used to calling god father that we lose the intimacy and power of what that term means. Father is not a religious term, it's an intimate term. It, it reveals his nature, the nature of a father. If he's a father and we are his children, then how does a father treat his children? What does a father do? What does a father not do? Does a father enjoy watching his children suffer, a true father? Does a father enjoy when, when, when his kids get into trouble and things go wrong in their lives and he just stands distant, just watching it, thinking, well, I like seeing you suffer. Does a father teach his children by breaking their legs and breaking their arms? Or is that abuse? And we need to think about these things. Many of the things that are represented about God in the church do not represent the same father that Jesus revealed. I'm not saying this out of condemnation. I'm saying this out of a need to go back to the image that God has given us. Jesus is the image of the Father. He's the image. We need to look at that. We need to make sure we are representing him and we are showing God to, to, to the world for who he really is. The, the system in Jesus' day was misrepresenting the Father. And Jesus had to bring it back to that, had to help people to see who the Father really is. Let's look at a couple of things. See, many, many people have, have not really seen the Father. They've not really seen the true image and the true understanding of the nature of Father God. So let's look at a couple of things in Jesus. I believe everything about what Jesus said and did showed us the Father. That's why Jesus said in John 14, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. I am an accurate representation of him. And if you've heard me, if you've seen me, and we should be able to say that too. That's not just unique to Jesus. We are his representatives on the earth. We should be able to say, if you have seen me, you've seen the Father. If you have heard me, if you have seen and heard the believers and the church, you should know who the Father is. I think it's one of the saddest things when the church is not representing the accurate image of who the Father is. And we get so caught up in our ideas and, our, and man's opinions and ideas. And you see, that's what had happened in the day of Jesus, is that they, the, the religious system was so interested in protecting their religious ideas that they were misrepresenting God, the Father. Let's look at one example here in Luke chapter 13. In Luke 13, there was a woman, that the Bible says for 18 years, she had been bowed over with a spirit of infirmity. Or she was basically unwell. Her physical body was not in a whole healthy condition. And 
just want you to see this. Luke 13, 10, it says that it talks about Jesus was teaching in the synagogue on the Sabbath. Verse 11, there was a woman who had a spirit of infirmity 18 years, and she was bent over and could in no way raise herself up. Verse 12, but when Jesus saw her, he called her to him and said to her, woman, you are loosed from your infirmity. I want you to notice how long it took Jesus to do something about this woman's condition. Verse 10, he's in the synagogue. Verse 11, we're told about the woman. Verse 12, Jesus sees her and does something about helping her and sets her free. He doesn't, he doesn't delay. He doesn't take 20 verses or 20 chapters. He, he acts, he moves in her life. One encounter with Jesus and this woman set free. And, and, and in contrast, in this passage, we see something very different. This woman has been, she's been in this condition for 18 years. So it's likely she's been coming to the synagogue possibly all her life. She's, she's been coming to this place and the ruler of the synagogue, who should have been the father's representative, who should have been representing who God is. When, when Jesus healed this woman, the first person to get upset about it and angry about it was the ruler of the synagogue. He's the one person who should have got excited about it. He should have said, wow, we have been praying for this woman for 18 years. We, it's been our desire to see her healed. And, 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 and praise God, she's just got healed. God's moving in our synagogue. That's what he should have done. But instead he gets angry and he starts to talk about the Sabbath. And he said, how dare, basically I'm paraphrasing, how dare you come and heal her on the Sabbath? It's the Sabbath. You shouldn't do that on the Sabbath. And I want you to notice something. This man was not interested in, in the condition of this woman. He was more interested in protecting his religious ideas. He was more interested in protecting his, his philosophical religious opinions rather than the needs and the condition of the people. And this is why he was misrepresenting the father. This is why he was misrepresenting God. He couldn't, he, he, he didn't even know who God was himself. And he, how can the person leading the, the, the synagogue, if the person leading the synagogue doesn't know the father, how can he, he be leading people the correct way to know the father themselves? But Jesus walks in. I don't, I don't want to get into a condemnation and talking on the negative side, but I want you to see the contrast in this passage. One contact with Jesus and the Father moves in this woman's life and she's set free. She's set free. And Jesus turns around. He calls that ruler of the synagogue a hypocrite. And, and why? Because he wasn't representing the Father. He was supposed to be the representative of God. And he was more interested in his religious opinions at the expense and the cost of people. Jesus didn't just come to set up a new philosophy. He came to reach people. People are important to the Father. This is a relationship. This is something so important. See, one day Jesus was, was uh, teaching the crowds, and it was a big crowd, and, they, and it was getting late. And the disciples came to Jesus, and they said, Jesus, the people are hungry. Send them away so that they can find some food. See, the disciples could see that the people had a need. They weren't willing to do anything about meeting that need. That's why they said, 
send them away that they can sort it out themselves. They wanted to be detached from the needs and the conditions of the people. What did Jesus say? Jesus turns to his disciples and said, you do something about it. Let's meet this need. You see, I, I read that one day and this is what I heard in my heart. It's not the nature of the shepherd to send the sheep away when they are in need. And it's not the nature of the father to send the sheep away when they were in need. Jesus got involved. Jesus did something about their physical, practical needs. That wasn't a spiritual need. He's been teaching them. He's been feeding them the spiritual side of things. This is a natural need. And he said to them, do something about this. And in fact, even more so in that passage, we see the miraculous power of God gets released to meet that physical need. God got involved, if necessary, by miraculous power moving to do something about it. That is the nature of the Father. That is the Father Jesus reveals. So we've, I've looked at one example of a sick person. I've looked at one example of physical needs. This is not just it's spiritual things. See, it, it, the father has been misrepresented. The father has been portrayed in a way that, that makes him hardened and disinterested in the needs of people and in the physical condition of their bodies. This is why some people are confused about whether God wants to answer their prayers or whether God wants to heal them. It's because they've heard so many different voices, so many different things said. And the, and, and the father has been represented in a way that I believe is not consistent with the image of the father that we are given in the word. We've gotten off that image. We've drifted off that. And we need to get back. We need to reestablish ourselves in this truth and some other truths, but this one for today. We need to recenter ourselves, see the image of the Father in Jesus, and let's represent that Father. Let's represent that God. I said, I've said this before uh, in some of the classes I teach, and sometimes when you hear so many different things said about God, you almost want to just say, will the real God please stand up? Will the real Jesus? I'm not talking about other religions. I'm talking about even in Christianity. We hear, we hear so many different things. Sometimes you just want to know who he really is. What's he really like? Is he really interested in healing the physical body? Is he really interested in meeting my natural physical needs? Or is he a distant God who just only interested in the, the spiritual side and only interested in making sure I, I follow the religious values properly, like the ruler of the synagogue? I believe the nature of the Father is a nature of love that wants to get involved and do something and help people, whatever that, wherever that person is at. See, one day they brought a woman to Jesus who was caught in adultery. Now remember, we see the Father in Jesus. The religious system wanted to protect their religious values by stoning her and killing her. And they were hard. They wanted her judged for what she had done. And sometimes we feel we have a right. We think people have done wrong. They should be judged. But notice the father revealed through Jesus. What did Jesus do? First of all, he said to the religious people, let, let the, the person who's got no sin, let him stone." And Jesus knew none of them had no sin. In fact, the only person there who had no sin was Jesus himself. He was the only sin, sinless one. And notice this. He 
was the only one not interested in stoning her. He was the only one who didn't want to judge and hurt her for what she had done. He wanted mercy. He wanted to reveal forgiveness and show the nature of the father to bring her back to him. The father that wants the prodigal to come back. The father that wants, that sent his son. It, it, it wasn't just God who sent Jesus. It was the father who sent Jesus. The father nature of God, the father heart of God reached out to humanity. And he didn't just want us judged for what we had done. He want us, wanted us forgiven. He wanted to give, to show mercy to each individual on this planet, every one of us. And I thank God that for the mercy he's shown me. And I'm sure you thank God. If it wasn't for the mercy of the Father, we would have been gone over with a long time ago for the things we've done and the mistakes we've made. In that, with that woman caught in adultery, you see the contrast of the image of, of, of how the religious system was portraying God and who Jesus showed the Father as. He showed this woman respect. And, he, and I won't get into that all right now because I'm running out of time. But I believe he showed that woman respect despite the fact that she'd just been caught in sin. And that's revealed in the fact that he looked down and he kneeled on, knelt on the ground and wouldn't look at her. That he, he was respecting the fact she was being publicly shamed for what she was do, had done. They wanted to expose her. They wanted to hurt her. They wanted, they weren't interested in protecting her dignity. I'm going to say this even though I'm running out of time. They weren't interested in protecting that woman's dignity. They wanted her hurt. They wanted her shamed at any cost to her. It didn't matter whether it, they dragged her through the street. Remember, they had just caught her in the act of adultery. I don't think they let her grab her coat on the way out the door. They dragged her out of that house caught in the act of adultery, not, I believe, not clothed properly, dragged her into the street with the desire of shaming her and hurting her and killing her because they wanted to protect their religion. And they brought it to Jesus. And the first thing Jesus did was knelt down and look at the ground. That's a gentleman. This woman's being shamed and not clothed properly. People say, well, what was he writing on the ground? That's not important. He was doodling, <laughs> just doodling around in the ground. If it was important, then God would have told us what he wrote. What was important is that he knelt on the ground and didn't want to look at this woman. She was hurting inside. She was feeling shamed, naked in front of that crowd. And a, a real gentleman in Jesus, someone who knew the heart of the Father, didn't want to shame her. He showed her respect despite her condition. And then once, and before dealing with her, he dealt with the hardness of the religious system. And, the, and they all, they eventually all gone away because they, they realized they're wrong in what they're doing. And then he ministered the love and life of the father to this woman and he helped her and he helped her see who God really is. Now, gone a little bit longer today, but I believe we need to see the image of the Father. We need to know who the Father is. We need, we need the real God, the real Father to stand up and show himself. He did. He showed himself in Jesus. He revealed to us who he is. And let's make sure that we are representing him accurately too, so that the world sees the Father in us. God bless you today and thank you for listening. 
and I appreciate you giving your time to these devotionals. So I just thank God for his blessing and his hand upon you today and, and meditate upon these truths and receive what the word of God is showing to us. God bless you.